Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Wiretap Whisper podcast presented by me, Sammy ASMR. If you've never watched a podcast episode before, this is a creator-focused podcast series where I sit down with other ASM artists across the space and I talk to them all about their channel, their hobbies and interests, and just kind of everything in between, basically. Today, we are joined by the lovely Maya ASMR. Hey. <laughs> so happy to be here. Uh, it's nice to have you. Um, and I have a quick summary for uh, who Maya is and what her channel is about, for those of you who don't know. So basically, Maya is a Portuguese creator. She has over 200 videos on her YouTube channel, uh, 210 to be precise, because I counted them all. <laughs> She's being... Um, uploading now for around two and a half years and in that time she has accumulated over a hundred thousand subscribers. If I was to kind of summarize um, Maya's content and the style of ASMR that she goes for, um, it's really just a wide variety of videos from things like up close mic triggers to, to role plays. Um, however, most of that is in uh, Portuguese. Um, Furthermore, and for the first time ever on this podcast, I'm going to talk about Twitch. So Maya also has over 25,000 followers on Twitch as well, which is just incredible. Um, but that's only the start of what we're going to talk about today. Um, so Maya, who are you today? Oh my God, the hard question. <laughs> I feel like I'm, go I'm going to go really deep into this question. Go for it. Um... It's really, really hard to think about it because things have changed so much since I since I started like the YouTube journey. Um, I feel like I am so much better than I was before, and I've been working towards um, getting better with my mental health and everything. Yeah. And for a while, I kind of struggled a bit. Um, I was trying to find what to do with my life. Kind of like most of us are. Yeah. And I kind of struggled a little. Um, also moving from my country to the UK where I live now. Um, I felt super lost. I felt super alone sometimes. And I feel like in the past few months, at least, I kind of took that journey of trying to find myself and trying to do things that I actually enjoy. And that's been working pretty well so far i would say and i feel like i'm not the best version of myself today not yet but no. i'm walking towards it yeah i would like to put it that way um but yeah i'm i'm happy right now i would say and that's the most important thing yeah i feel like i'm doing okay so far <laughs> yeah and and obviously today we're going to dive into you know that journey and, and everything basically so mm -hmm. Yeah, if you've not watched this podcast before, the podcast is split up into three sections, a past, a present and a future. And obviously we'll start from the past and work our way up to the future. So, yeah, starting with the past, Maya, 
Um, as I mentioned in the summary, you are a Portuguese creator, right? But you obviously, as we just found out from the first five minutes, you do speak English and you actually uh, live in England. How how did that come about? Did you move to the UK when you were when you were younger? Um, I moved to the UK around four years ago. Um, my boyfriend was already living here and we were kind of like in a long distance relationship for a while. Okay. Um, because I was I was studying in Portugal and and then we just decided that we could have a better life in here in terms of jobs and yeah. um yeah just jobs in general they're much better than in in Portugal um and yeah we decided to give it a try we we just came here and started working and I think it was a good option and I'm really glad I did it um and yeah, it was just because he was here and I had the opportunity to come. So sorry. No, um, no, that makes total sense. I am a sucker for romance, though. So you're going to have to tell me how how that came about. Because you said like you guys were online, like the whole uh, time. Not or... really. Um, no, we've been together for like eight years. Wow. So uh, we kind of met when we were back in school. He was um, in the same school as I was in Portugal. Okay. Um, so our relationship started like real life, uh, but then he moved to the UK because his parents were here and we had this long time, uh, long distance relationship yeah. for about three years. Um, somehow we made it work no, and here we are today. <laughs> I think that's really special that you did. Cause I know, I know how hard like long distance can be. Um, and a mm -hmm. lot of relationships do break down just eventually. Cause it is, yeah. it does get so hard. Right. Um, that's really, I think it shows, you know, probably the love that you guys have for each other that you kind of, um, I want to say endured that, yeah, that sounds like a bit more, a bit over the top, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, yeah. you did endure that long distance. Um, and now you guys are together in the UK. So it's perfect really. Um, I don't want to, I don't want you to go into too much detail, but whereabouts in Portugal are, are you from? Can you touch on any of that? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I, I disclose the, the name of the town. I'm from Caldas de Rainha, which is like a small city, kind of. Uh, it's close to Lisbon, so it's like in the middle of Portugal. Right, okay. Yeah, it's really close to like the coast and it's really pretty. I, nice. I definitely recommend. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny because I've been to Portugal a lot. Um, but if you've come to familiarize yourself with like UK holidays, when people go to Portugal, they normally go to the Algarve, which mm -hmm. is in the south. Yeah. Um, so I've been to, you know, places like um, Albufeira, Vila Moura, uh, Silves, I want to say. Um, mm -hmm. All these like really like niche towns, but very like, I, I, I mean, I must have been to Portugal nearly on 10, ten times, I want to say on holiday. Oh my God, um, that's was, a lot. Yeah, it was so popular um but we just as a family we just kind of fell in love with it um you know all the historic like castles and like architecture mm -hmm. that there is as well uh it's just it's a beautiful country um i haven't been in a while but i definitely like to go back and explore you know the non-algarve parts <laughs> <laughs> yeah you definitely should i mean the south is pretty warm compared to the rest of the country but mm. in the summer uh the whole country is pretty warm and th the weather is always nice um you should definitely go up north because it's really really pretty in terms of nature you yeah. can find so so many gems in there um i myself want to visit because i haven't been to a lot of places in portugal 
and I feel like I'm missing a lot. Um, but I definitely recommend the North as well, especially places. Um, there's like some really cool places within nature where you can just go into like these retreats mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful. It's so nice. It's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like a sucker for, you know, landscapes and nature as well. So I think I'd, I think I'd mm-hmm, enjoy it a definitely. lot. And if it's a bit more cooler up north, that's always good as well. Cause I'm, I'm very <laughs> pro. Yeah. It is slightly colder than, than to be in the South. In the definitely. South. Yeah. So do you prefer... <laughs> this is the hard question now. Do you prefer the UK to Portugal or do you prefer Portugal to the UK? You can you can say that's, both. That's not even a hard question for me. I prefer Portugal. You prefer Portugal. Um, yeah. 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 I've talked about it quite a few times and we want to go back to Portugal. Of course, I'm from there, so I'm kind of biased. But it's it's the thing. Portugal has such good weather such good food, such good people. And mm-hmm. even though I can find some of those things here, of course, it's always it always feels like I'm out of my place. Um, it doesn't feel like home. Um, yeah, yeah, especially the weather. It's really hard to deal with in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Portugal has rain, but it's like sunny most of the year. Yeah. And dealing with such gray days was a big change no there's a lot yeah no yeah it's just like your heart's just kind of it's just set there isn't it and i know my parent well not my parents my my mom and my stepdad um who i went there mostly with uh, i know they always talk about you know if they retired there and they would get a little mm-hmm. villa or something uh i know they would love to live there because it's it's so nice um but yeah so Obviously, you know, you spent a lot of your life in Portugal. What was what was growing up like? What type of kid were you in school? Stuff like that. Oh, um, well, first of all, the life in Portugal, it's so laid back compared to mm-hmm. the UK from what chill. I experienced. Yeah. yeah. You can have a lot of spare time and even with having a job, you can still like enjoy your life kind of with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more going on outside and I feel like in the UK, at least so far, what I experienced is I, I used to work and come home straight away and there wasn't much time or much to do, um, compared to what I was doing in Portugal. But I feel like growing up there was definitely really amazing because I, I grew up in a really small village. Um, close to the town I met, I mentioned, and I I had the opportunity to just play outside all the time, to have neighbors that were my age, mm-hmm. so I was kind of like never alone, and I have two older brothers, but we're kind of close in age, so yeah, I I had so much fun and I was a really happy kid, I would say in general. Um, and in school, in school, I was like a really good student. Uh, okay. You're... <laughs> I was, it's like me and my brothers were <laughs> kind of like different. I had one brother that was like average in school. He cared, but not enough to have like such good grades. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was more like um, a bad boy. He okay. wanted to just <laughs> skip class and enjoy life. Um, and then there was me. I was like the, <laughs> the nice girl. I was always doing everything right. 
Um, I had really, really good grades. And I guess my mom was always super happy about that. But I don't know. I always, I was always a little bit proud of myself for that as well. So mm -hmm. it kind of felt good to, to be a good student in general because I like to, I like perfectionism and I, I like to be good at things. I, I enjoyed being a good student in general. Yeah. It kept pushing me. <laughs> so did you end up like doing anything like a degree in Portugal or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I did. I went to uni to study graphic design. Nice. Um, I ended up not working with it, but uh, it I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it does help. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I I can use a lot of the skills that I learned, um, either with editing videos or just creating layouts and stuff. Yeah, it helps a lot, definitely. Um, I did look for some jobs when I finished uni, but it's I know it's kind of hard. They always ask for experience, and I was like. Mm don't have that <laughs> yeah no. but yeah I loved it I loved the course and I I went for it without really knowing what was it um, I just had to choose something kind of uh, so I decided to go for graphic design because it sounded like oh this is really cool and I went for it and yeah, yeah. I ended up loving it it's funny because a lot of some artists that I've had on here you know they do have backgrounds in in design or like art or just something like creative you know what I mean you know they're mm -hmm. never they're never like the sciencey or like the maths types um <laughs> you know it's always something like that so I guess for you um you know creating creating ASMR you know through videos through live streams I guess it it, it scratches that itch probably for you to create something if you've always yeah, been that type does. of person you know yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and I guess it makes sense that most people that create content have some sort of background with art or have been around it for a while. I don't know. Um, Not me, spoilers. Because you don't. <laughs> I've never been good no, at but... art. My, my dad used to always do my art homework for me. <laughs> that's great. Because he was, he, was he was good at design. Oh, see, but you had someone around you that kind of like... That's true had that side yeah i don't know i just feel like most people that end up creating content like that are usually somehow connected to some creative yeah. process or something no but it definitely helped yeah um having that that background i always had this like while growing up as well i i used to do these theaters at home and i used to be super expressive but i was super shy it was only for me and my family. Um, so I guess that also reflected in the videos. I ended up creating videos with the type of things that I enjoy. And I, I get to express myself a lot more throughout those videos. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely having that heart's influence helped a lot. Yeah. So speaking of ASMR, and you've probably talked about this a lot, um, but I've got to do it anyway. How did you, how did you first come across ASMR and I guess is there, is there a particular video that like stands out as like your first experience or you can't remember that far back? Um, I, I actually can. Um, I have two separate moments because I experienced ASMR um, way back, I think I was 11 or 12, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't know back then it was a thing. So I, right. I yeah. kind of forgot it for years. 
and um, around three years ago, I I kind of came back to it. So the first time I definitely remember it was this video that I think it still exists on YouTube. It's like a virtual barber shop. Oh, I've, I've, I know which one you're talking about. Every... <laughs> I think most people know that video. And it's like um, it's like two like Italian guys. I think one's called Manuel. Yeah. And you're like, hey, Manuel. <laughs> it is so good. It is really and good. And I remember that uh, one of my brothers found that video. And he was like, dude, you got to see this. Like, it's amazing. It's like you're inside the barbershop. You mm -hmm. just got to listen. He gave me headphones. And I just, I remember I laid down on my sofa. And I closed my eyes. And I remember this moment specifically where they whisper in your ear. And I was just like... Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I know what word he says as well. It's okay, we're doing a whisper here, guys. Satara. <laughs> That's so good. Honestly, it was the first moment in my life where I ever experienced the SMR. And I still love that video up until this day. It's, so it's one good. of my favorites. Yeah. I wonder um, what I wonder what them guys are doing. I don't know. But they were pretty good. Yeah, like the true. acting itself, like the voice acting was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, of course, yeah, I, I think I checked a few more 3D videos. That's what they were called back then. Mm -hmm. um, and then I completely forgot about it, kind of. Uh, and then three years ago, I actually watched this interview with Sophie Michelle, um, where she was talking about ASMR. And I was like, what is this thing? I kind of... I kind of know what it is, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah. So I remember checking her channel and I started watching some videos and then I was really like interested and I decided to search a little bit more. I remember starting with, well, her videos and then GB and Marno. Um, and I kind of got stuck with the videos. I was just watching them for a long time. Yeah. And I came to this point where I was like, I want to do this because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it was helping so many people. And I don't know, I had this thing that I really wanted to do it as well. So, yeah, those were the two different separate moments where I got contact with the SMR. That's nice. I'm glad you brought up video up. And you've answered a couple more questions there because the next one was like, <laughs> what made you stay? And you kind of just like, you know, once you watch a video and you enjoy it, you just kind of get lost in like a rabbit hole at that point. Um, yeah, like, kind of. Like you do anyway with like YouTube, like you can, you know, you watch one YouTube video and then next minute, like you're like 10, 15 videos in and it's yeah. like 3 a.m. in the morning and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like ASMR does that a lot. You kind of go down the rabbit hole, like you get sucked in and you can't get out because it's so good. And the experience that you get from it is just so lovely that it just wants you like you want more all the time. Yeah. And with ASMR, it's like exactly the same. It's, it's good. So, <laughs> yeah. So back when you, um, you know, when you first started watching it, um, a lot of people obviously watch or kind of lean on ASMR for, you know, to help with things like stress and anxiety. Was it a mental outlet for you back then as well? Is that kind of why you watched it a, 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 a bit more than I guess someone normally would? Um, it's it's interesting because a lot of people ask me if I watch ASMR and they kind of get surprised when I say that I, I don't watch ASMR that much. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually never used ASMR to fall asleep. And a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, but the thing is, 
I struggle a lot more with uh, anxiety and I have these moments where I just can't have much control and I used to have, it's a lot better now, um, not really, but a little, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but I always had this and sometimes it would go kind of into some sort of panic attacks and there was not much that I could do. There weren't like many techniques that I knew to calm down. Um, so my escape would be put put on a video that could kind of take me away from what I was feeling. Yeah. Um, and so ASMR kind of became that at some point. And I was doing already, before I knew ASMR, I was doing it already with some videos on Instagram because they were kind of getting popular. Um, either with like the slime videos or even mukbangs that okay. uh, are my like secret pleasure. <laughs> but... <Guilty> pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, um, I don't know, I, I always used it as an escape because I, I could really calm myself down. Um, I never use it much for like to fall asleep, but um, it really helped me with, with the anxiety. And yeah. at, at a certain point, I was like, okay, if it does that for me, I can see how that helps millions of people right now. Um, yeah, and that gives you like the inspiration to start your own channel. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah um you know and a lot of people kind of you know make that link between you know this is helping me you know why can't i you know help others and help you know the community um mm -hmm. and just give back uh you see you know if you read a lot of people's about me section on the channel page it'll say something along those lines um i think i think yeah so did you have you know you've you've started your channel or you may be in the process of starting your channel did you have any early expectations or anything like that or was it kind of just i just want to do this and i'm just gonna make what i want and see how it goes um it was a mix of both i would say because uh oh my god this is embarrassing but i used to have a youtube channel like many years ago with <laughs> a friend of mine and i also had one kind of with my brother where we would just like do really silly stuff. Yeah. Um, but I always had this sort of feeling that I wanted to do some kind of content. I just didn't know what, but I always enjoyed YouTube and I always felt like really fascinated by the whole creation world. Mm -hmm. And I had that, like, it wasn't really an expectation, but I, I kind of had that, um, feeling of wanting it to be something good for me and something good for others. Yeah. Um, so when I found ASMR, it was like a connection straight away because yeah. I, I could definitely help people with it. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of created the channel like a little bit too fast. I was just like, I'm going to go for it. Um, I even, it was actually a, f a fun thing it was like, I saw the Blue Yeti and I loved it. And I was, I told my boyfriend, oh, I really want that microphone. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And he actually gave me the microphone for my birthday, which is in Christmas. Oh. And he said, okay, now you have to start the channel. <laughs> and, and yeah, then I just started it and I didn't really expect it to grow so much. I never had in my mind like the 100k or anything closer yeah. um 
but yeah, it, it was it was some sort of jumping into it kind of blindly and see what I could do with it. Yeah, no, and it's funny, like, I think a lot of people as kids growing up kind of have dreams, for want of a better word, of just being a YouTuber. So mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, you know, they kind of see ASMR and they see that as like, okay, this is this is finally the thing that I can do and and I can this is how I can take my first steps into YouTube by by creating ASMR. Um so I think I think that's a that's just a natural thing that you like a thought natural thought process that you went through. Did you have any um inspirations within the community? Did you like look at certain creators and think, okay, I like what they do, you know, I wanna obviously not copy them, but implement certain things that they were doing into into your own things. And then, and then also, as well as inside the community, did you have any inspirations outside of the community as well? Obviously, you know, maybe your, maybe your boyfriend was inspiring you, like you said, to, he, gave, he was the one that gave you that mic, right? So obviously he's inspired you and motivated you to do it as well. Yeah. Um, funny enough, my boyfriend doesn't like ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, like... He can listen a little bit, but he doesn't really like it. it it's not for him. Kind of, yeah. It kind of bothers him sometimes, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you have to watch. It's me." Yeah, uh, <laughs> he does. But um, he was really supportive throughout the whole process. He would even watch my videos sometimes, or uh, the streams when I started streaming. He was there all the time, even mm -hmm. though he doesn't like it as much. Yeah. Um, but. That gave me the confidence that I kind of needed to to keep going. Um, regarding the creators that I always got like inspired from, mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest crea creators that I always looked up at was GB because yep. she has this well, massive channel and she already has so much experience. And one of the things that I always look into a lot is quality like audio quality and camera lightning and stuff like that yeah. maybe because i studied a bit and her videos are just amazing in terms of quality like they are top notch i i always look at them as something that i would like to achieve one day mm -hmm. um in terms of videos like the content itself i always followed a little bit more um my own ideas and what i like yeah. of course we kind of base ourselves in other content that we see out there yeah but i don't know it was always mostly gb and then marno i was watching him a lot because he has a really funny side in his, in his videos and i i love comedy and stuff like that yeah and i i do it a little bit on my videos sometimes and i feel like it comes a little from that. Mm -hmm. um, no, I like that. But yeah. <coughs> um, Sorry. No, you saw you talk about GB and her and her quality and her setup. But I think I think I think that's what I think about when I think of you. I think you know you've got you've got a really nice setup. The lighting's always on yeah. point. <laughs> you know, you know, you've got your two mics set up. You've got you know your thumbnails are always looking so good. And I know how important thumbnails are. Um, and it's obviously you know you put a lot of time and thought into them. Um, and I think that's one of the many reasons why you know <laughs> you're obviously so successful. So don't sell yourself Thank short. You. I think you're doing <laughs> you're doing an amazing job. Um, but but yeah, you know, like I said in the summary 
when I was looking at your channel, you know, there's a wide variety of different styles of ASMR on there. You know, it's not some people you look at and you think, okay, this person's just like mainly role plays or, you know, this person's yeah. mainly um, sometimes like lo-fi, like tapping and scratching videos, things like that. Um, whereas with you, you know, it's so diverse and I think, you know, you're just kind of putting your own influence on it and, and just what you're passionate about at the time, which I, I love. Um, and I guess that kind of concludes this stuff about the past. Um, and we're going to move on to the present now. So for this section, I normally, um, kind of put your channel under a, a little microscope and I, I look mm. at some stats and things, even though I, I hate stats sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but basically what I do is I, I go all the way back to the start and, and I kind of make my way to the, to the present with this. So your first ever video, which is a unboxing ASMR. Um, first of all, I love that you kept it up on the channel because a lot of people don't, a lot of people delete their first videos because they, they think it's like quite cringe or, or whatever. Um, and you and, and, and like we just talked about, you filmed right off the bat with, with a Blue Yeti, which a lot of people don't. And mm -hmm. you also filmed it with a good camera as well. I think you use a 750D if my memory serves me right. Mm -hmm, correct. Um, like for me, like seeing that, it kind of said to me, okay, you wanted really good quality from the start. And obviously you were inspired by GB and her quality. So I'm guessing that was like a a natural thing for you to to do before you filmed the first video. Like you wanted it to be good quality. Um, Funny enough, I, I think I didn't know GB when I first uh, I when you filmed first my first video. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think it came a little bit after because by then, back then, I think I was only watching um, Sophie Michelle and just a couple more like smaller YouTubers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I always loved having things done properly, kind of. Yeah. And because I studied with photography and video, I always had some sort of background with it. So I knew what I could do. Um, and so I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it badly, if that makes sense. No, I agree. Um, I, I already same. had a camera, so that was really helpful. My boyfriend had, I, I stole it from him. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, of course I got the Blue Yeti, so that was a big thing because I know a lot of people don't, um, have that straight from the beginning mm -hmm. and I, I was able to do it and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, and with that first video, it also shows a lot of my progress in terms of like being a person, because yeah. if you noticed, I didn't show my face for a few videos. I did. I don't think you, um, talk, I don't think you talked for a while as well. Uh, no, I think I, I talk and it, right in the first video, I think I do talk, oh, okay. but not much. It wasn't, and, it wasn't a lot, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I was hiding my face because I really was super shy. Uh -huh. I didn't know what to do, but I really wanted to start. So I started somewhere. Um, no. And then when I felt confident, I definitely felt like showing my face and I went for it. Yeah. But on that first video, I was really, I was really excited. Actually, I wasn't that nervous. I saw that kit that I'm unboxing and I was like, I want to film a video with You're this. going to do this. Yeah. And I, and I just did it. 
<laughs> well, one thing you're doing well with this podcast is you're answering all my next questions for me. So it's making my, oh my life God, that easy. So <laughs> no, it's good. It's fine. It's good. Because um, I was going to say, you know, why was that your first video? But obviously you've just said, you know, you kind of had this thing that you needed to unbox anyway. And then uh, the also the, the other thing was, you know, um, you know, when you leave your first video up like that, it's kind of, it's good for you to look back on, right? To see how far you've came. Mm -hmm. And like you said, um, specifically like your personality wise, how you've just grew more confident, you know, you're obviously, you're obviously like front and center now, um, you know, you, you, you're talking and stuff like that. So I think it's, I think it is nice to kind of compare, you know, where you've came from to now. I think that's really nice. Um, so after about two months, you had your first video kind of blow up um, and it was teaching you Portuguese, funnily enough, um, which has 60,000 views. Now, I'm guessing that's obviously grew over time, um, but compared to the other ones, I'm guessing that one was the was the first one that really like started to do well for you. Um, was that the first, what was that, was that the first Portuguese video that you'd done um actually speaking in portuguese and do you do you really think you connected with the portuguese viewers in that video um i think first of all that video uh, i think most of the views came a little bit after later the fact on. sometimes that yeah. happens yeah um when i started doing more portuguese i think that video kind of got a lot more attention yeah but it did do well i remember it did do well because uh, a lot of the Portuguese community came over to to watch as well. Um, it was the first video that I ever uh, did with Portuguese, and I was I was really excited because most people were asking to just teach a few things, and um, I had a few friends that were also content creators that kept asking like, "Oh, you should definitely teach some Portuguese sometime." Yeah, and. Yeah, I decided to to do that video and then it actually did well and I I did start seeing more Portuguese people around. Uh it's mostly from Brazil, but um okay. yeah. I did get a lot of more Portuguese people coming over. Um actually the first video that kind of blew up, I think it was the um, because I did a collaboration with GB um back then. And one of my videos showed up on our channel and I had a lot of people going like, I come from GB. Yeah. And I remember I got around like 4,000 subscribers just, just from, from that. that. Wow. Yeah, was, I was, how was that? insane. How was that doing a collab with GB like so early on? Like, you know, I guess you... it wasn't, it wasn't just me. It was um, a co community collaboration that she No, I, see, I remember seeing people. the video now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like. For the 100, I think she had like 100 uploads or something. I, I don't really like remember specifically what, what, we, what it was, for. but yeah. she was celebrating something. And I remember like I sent the video, me and like a bunch of other people, of course. And, and I wasn't expecting, but because my video was kind of in the beginning, a lot of people saw it and they were coming over to the channel and they were like, oh my God, I came from TV. <laughs> and I was like... That's insane. I bet that was crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my channel started like blowing up and that was the first time the channel actually grew like a lot. And yeah, the video started going up as well because of the subscribers. Um, 
but it was kind of overwhelming but in a good way in a good way yeah sort of, yeah You're like oh my god what's happening but it's like okay this is good <laughs> Just... yeah definitely um okay so then i think I, i'm obviously i'm looking at real-time views right I, I know you've said that you know a lot of these videos kind of gained more traction over time but yeah. you had two role play videos that reached similar um similar vid uh yeah similar views um and then you had like two just like more classic trigger videos um that were that were around the same number of views as well so you had like like i say you've had so much variety in your content back then and and still now um back then was it more just about putting videos out that you you enjoyed rather than sticking to like a certain genre or type of asmr that you'd know would do well because i know a lot of people just they kind of get stuck in like a niche right because you know they'll they'll maybe start off with a variety and then realize okay you know these role plays are doing well so they kind of just mm -hmm. tunnel into like a role play channel at that point so yeah was it more just about just enjoying yourself and, and putting out what you wanted one of the things with my channel is um from the beginning i always told myself that i i didn't want to create content that i don't enjoy mm -hmm. um or more like i don't want to follow something that is popular just because it is popular yeah um and because i was doing it as an hobby in the beginning of course now i'm full-time and i still think about it but um it's kind of different and in the beginning, I was always looking into doing my own thing, doing what I like. And um, if a video comes to my mind, I will do it. I, I don't really care about the views. Yeah. Um, of course, there's always, like in the back of your mind, you always think about what can do well. Um, what, what can you do to get more views or yeah. um, to reach more people? And of course, that's the idea when you... When you're a content creator you want to reach more people yeah but i always i always try to have this in in my mind and not do content just because it does well so maybe that's why my con my content is so like there's so many things in my channel that you can go from there's mm -hmm. world plays but there's also like trigger focused videos yeah and i really like that because I enjoy that variety yeah. and I have fun with both things. So definitely something that I keep in mind, even now, uh, my channel is still pretty, like it's not focused on anything. Yeah. Um, mostly because of that. Yeah. And I think, I think to, to look at how, you know, how big you are now, both on YouTube and Twitch and to, to kind of relate it back to that, how you've kept it, uh, I've kept this variety, you know, I think that's testament to who you are as a, as a creator as well. Like, you know, it, you probably, you probably could have just stuck to more of like a certain genre to grow faster, but you stuck like true to yourself. Um, and it was probably harder to grow in the beginning, but like, you know, I think for your mental health and just your happiness overall, I think it's, it's paid off for you. Um, uh -huh, definitely. And yeah, just, just well done for that. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, I try to, keep my channel varied as well um and i know there's like there's like there's ways and means that i could be you know doing more to get more views and stuff mm -hmm. but like you say you know if you if you end up doing that then you might end up producing content that you're just not feeling yourself um and exactly. at, the end, at the end of the day that's going to get you sad right so 
So, in yeah. terms of the niche that you were talking about, I feel like in a, in a way, I kind of ended up finding a niche as well because I turned my channel into Portuguese. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, okay. And that's sort of a niche because in Portugal, there's not a lot of ASMR content. So I feel like that's maybe something that put my channel in like a specific... Um, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Category, so yeah. it's like... I don't really need to do some sort of specific videos. I can do a, a little bit of everything because of the language. Yeah. You know, because there's not many content creators doing no, Portuguese from Portugal. Yeah. I think that's really smart what you've done, um, you know, and it plays into who you are as well. So it's like this perfect scenario that, that just ended mm -hmm. up happening. Um, and I love that for you. And I was that was one of the things I was going to ask you was, you know, there's clearly um, like I'm, an audience there for for uh portuguese speaking asmr videos and obviously you're playing into that very well so um and you're still doing uh videos in english streams in english like it's just it's just so much it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy I actually um i, I create i'm not sure if you're aware of that but i also have an english channel um yeah, I was gonna but it's, it's much smaller i just started like a few months ago but I do like, I, I enjoy doing Portuguese videos and I feel like it's a different part of me that I can show and put out there. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I always enjoy doing English content. I don't know why I always connected with the language as much. And I don't know, I, I turned my channel into Portuguese, but I always had this place in my heart for English. English yeah. And in my mind, I was like, I kind of want to go back to doing English, but I know how badly it affects to have both languages yeah. in the channel in well, terms I, of yeah there's something that I, i'm going to touch on in a second so <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. no you don't don't apologize it's it's something i have to have to deal with but it's it, it, yeah it is you can see the difference and i guess i guess that is hard for you to to say okay i'm just going to do an english video now or, or a period mm -hmm. of english videos um so your first video actually to pass a hundred thousand views which is an insane amount of people um and it, to put that into perspective there's i don't think there's a like a stadium in the uk that has a hundred i think the highest is like ninety thousand, which is wembley so that's like a that's, that's like that's like a sold out wembley and you're you're sat there in the middle of the pitch <laughs> and doing asmr and everyone's watching and plus more people that they can't be there so it, it's it's really mental um, and, and obviously that was, I think when I was looking at the date, it was about eight months of uploading, which again is, is really, is really great. Um, and, and really testament to the hard work that you're putting in because to get a hundred thousand views just after eight months is, is, is insane. Um, and I'm at a similar point now with my channel and I've barely broke like, you know, 10,000 views. So it's, it's incredible you know, why, why do you think that counting, because it was like a counting down video, right? Why do you think that one done so well compared to what, at that point, what you'd done previously? I honestly have no, no idea. idea. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, you know, when you prepare so much for a video and you're so excited to film it and then you do it and then it doesn't perform so well. Mm -hmm. And then there's other videos that you don't really prepare much for and they just it's blow just, up. It's just the algorithm, isn't it? Yeah. And you're just like, I didn't do much for this video and it just went crazy. <laughs> and 
I don't know. I feel like uh, a few of my videos that went viral, like there was one video that went like, I don't know what happened. Apparently it kind of became viral in Brazil um, from what I was told. And I didn't prepare for that video at all. I literally put my camera in front of me and I was like, I need to film something, but what? Yeah. And the idea came to my mind. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Just going to, yeah, spare the then, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the counting video, I don't know. I feel like I prepared a little bit for it. Um, I had the idea in the back of my mind, but I, I had no idea it would go like it would do so well. And I honestly, I cannot say like, do this or do that because there's no way you can predict that the video will do well. It's really, it's really crazy with YouTube. Yeah. And I guess that randomness can sometimes create great moments where, you know, it kind of catches you off guard that this is done well, but then sometimes you'll create a video that you've put a lot into and it won't do as well as expected. And that yes. kind of, that kind of sucks. It's definitely, there's a lot of like highs and lows, I guess, with content creation in that sense, but definitely for the most part, it's just, it's all highs for Maya, basically. <laughs> so. Also like with, I'm not sure you probably use YouTube studio as well to, to like look at views and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like the platform itself, it has these messages that just tell you like your, your video is doing well, or your video is not doing as well as the others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the messages are kind of like, you look at them and they, they say, your video is not doing well. People are not clicking on it as much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well. I put so much effort into it, but thanks, that's okay. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I, think, I think after that video, your next three videos had 200,000 views, 80,000 views and 460,000 views. Now, now, like when I was comparing that to all the other videos prior, you know, obviously it was a, it was such a noticeable increase at that point. Could you notice like the hype of the channel around, around that point in time? Cause it, it must've been crazy to, to see that step up. And, you know, four videos in a row as well. Like it wasn't like a blip, you know, it was like a, a big mm -hmm. chunk of videos. Yeah. Um, I had a moment where my channel started to grow up like extremely fast. Everyone was also like really surprised. I think there were a lot of people that were thinking that I was buying followers or <laughs> subscribers. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. No. Like uh... I swear I'm just putting out content. It um yeah. it was mostly when my channel got discovered by the brazilian community which is amazing and huge um because i did this collaboration with a brazilian guy on his channel mm -hmm. and a lot of people started coming to my channel and because i started doing a few more videos in portuguese it started to kind of blow up and people were just they kept coming and i remember there was a point where I was having like 1000 subscribers each week. Um, I, I remember like celebrating the milestones and I, I couldn't keep up with them, which was extremely overwhelming in a good way. Um, <laughs> but it's just like something you don't expect. And then I remember like I was trying to celebrate 5k and I was already getting closer to 10. So, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do or how to deal with so many people um just crazy but they were always like they were always amazing super super kind and um i felt like so much love coming from that portuguese <laughs> community maybe that's why i i started giving a little bit more attention to to that 
Yeah. And I definitely noticed with those videos kind of like blowing up, um, the channel itself was also growing and there wasn't like a specific type of content that could bring those views. If you check those videos, they are kind of different, yep. but I feel like sometimes role plays do a little bit better or, um, medical role plays, yeah, especially, mm -hmm. but they're not really my thing. Um, I think my cranial nerve exam kind of did really well. Um, and I was happy about it. I love doing the video because I prepared a lot. Like I actually studied the exam. Um, <laughs> but it's not really my thing. So even though it gives views, I don't do it as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing those videos like growing and growing and growing, I was like, I don't know. It's out of this world to yeah. have so many people. But a nice, a nice feeling, right, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is what we were going to talk about before. So in that block of four videos where you had like really high views, two of them videos are exactly the same video, except mm -hmm. one of them's in English and one of them's in Portuguese. Now, one of those videos had 80,000 views and the <laughs> other one had 460,000 views, which is five times, just over five times more, the more views. Yeah. Um, it must have been very apparent at that point that the Portuguese content, you know, was a lot more popular than the English stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was the moment. There was a point where I was deciding to do some videos in both languages. So I would do one version in English and one in Portuguese. Yeah. And of course, I started noticing that the Portuguese version was always doing better because most of the people in my channel, they were Portuguese. So that's the content they were looking for. Yeah. And specifically that video, which I, if I recall correctly, it's the, the cranial nerve exam. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a very popular video on YouTube in general. Um, I also feel like it was one of my, not one of my best videos, but I think I did pretty well on it because I prepared so much which I usually don't do, <laughs> but, um, no, you said you studied the actual exam, which I yeah, think is really good. I, I, I tried to make it like really Professional. realistic mm -hmm. and yeah. Um, and also that was, I think it was just right timing because my channel was growing a lot. Yeah. That video is really popular. And then the fact that it's in Portuguese from Portugal, uh, it kind of everything together, right it kind of, yeah. It helped. It's like being in the right place at the right, right time. time. Yeah, you know. But you know, people. Um, yeah, people say though. You know, you make your own look. Um, and I think you did. I think I think you really. You know, you say the right place at the right time as if it was like a chance thing. But you know, I, I think you manifested <laughs> that. Um, so, Thank you. So well done. Yeah, I mean, it's also about. Some people say like, "Oh, yeah, you have such a successful channel. That's really lucky." But sometimes I look at it and I'm like. It's it's not really about luck. It's more about you being able to take chances when you get them. Mm -hmm. And also like uh, being on YouTube, I feel like it's a sense of opportunity. You got to know what's around you yeah. and you got to know when to do certain things mm -hmm. um, if you want to grow. And of course, I think everyone starts YouTube. Everyone wants to grow. And everyone wants to have more subs and more views. That's the the point of creating a channel, I would say. Yeah. Um, but of course, 
there's tools for that. There's like tactics that you can use, like uh, specific things you can follow. Definitely. Um, and I feel like it's it's a matter of you being able to adapt those things to who you are. And yep. if you can connect those things, then you can grow much faster, I would say. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a tiny bit of luck as well, of course. Um, everything together there's, makes it. There's your Maya ASMR tips for new content creators <laughs> out there, which is another question. But you just, you just, you just roll on them off. You just, it's like you've got my sheet in front of you. I think, I think you, I think I sent you a copy. I swear I didn't. No. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I, I to me that really felt like you know the turning point of your channel where things started to ramp up because I was looking at videos after that block of four. And, you know, everything was kind of like 10K views minimum. And that was minimum. You know, a, a lot of them were getting more than that. And then finally, and this is so special. I don't know if you know this. This is really cool. So your best video ever, and still to this day, is still your best video ever, was on the one year anniversary of you uploading. So your first video on the 8th of January, 2019, and then your... Uh, I don't know what number it was, but you basically uploaded on the eighth of on the eighth of January, twenty twenty, um, and you have six hundred thousand views on that video, and it's taking care of you until you fall asleep in Portuguese. I just thought that was crazy. I like. I was like, I didn't know that. I was like, there's <laughs> no way. Like the like your one year anniversary, you released this video, and it just blows up like a. It's crazy. I don't. I don't think I even planned that. No. I don't. I don't even knew about it that's insane it's, it's that's such a big coincidence yeah like oh, what do you want for your one channel year of a uh, one year channel anniversary maya well you know i think i'd maybe like a video with like six hundred thousand views maybe <laughs> just you know <laughs> hold my beer that's so good i i had no idea actually so so that video in particular though did you know it was going to blow up in the way that it did slash has? I'm like, I'm guessing you, I'm guessing you still got a lot of views on that video to this day. And then, mm -hmm. and they're just, it, it must be like insane figures that you, that you're still getting. Um, so yeah, did you, did you know it was going to blow up? Did you have a feeling, oh, this is going to be a good one? Uh, I had no idea. No. It's like, I feel like with every video that I post, there's no way I, I can predict how it's going to go because Sometimes you really think that the video is going to do so well and it doesn't. And then there's these videos that I just, I love doing them, of course. Um, but I never expect them to go like that huge. But somehow people like fall in love with it and just make it like blow up. And it's it's just insane. Like the the amount of views that sometimes some videos get, it's Again, it's overwhelming and in a good, good way, like a really good way. Yeah. Um, with that video, I didn't expect it at all. Just crazy. It's it's crazy. It's been it's been growing like over over time. Like it started like it blowed up right as I uploaded, but at the same time, it's been growing still. I still mm -hmm. get views from that video. Yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely had no idea. So well. Yeah, because like we said, you know, you can upload like a cranial nerve exam and you can kind of have a good idea that, okay, you know, this normally does well on YouTube. I'm expecting it mm -hmm. to do well. But, you know, sometimes you can just, you know, you could film something completely random that just 
maybe it's maybe it's just original or maybe it's just something out of left field and also that can blow up so it's like you just never know do you um and and kind of to finish off this little segment about your channel and numbers and stuff sorry if it's sorry if it's very like numbers heavy um but it's just so like a little stat you have 22 videos now that have over 100,000 views it's incredible it's again it's incredible again like so many views um and not only that and you've you touched on it a couple of minutes minutes ago you have a, a strictly english based channel as well you know i just wanted to know how how that came about was there was a was there like a, a good portion of the community that kind of said oh you know can you can you make a channel that's dedicated just to english videos or was that just something that you wanted to do yourself anyway um it was a bit of both i would say um when i first started i started in english because i i feel really comfortable with the english language in general and i don't know why i always preferred english content rather than portuguese and mm -hmm. it's kind of weird because sometimes portuguese in in my like from my point of view it kind of becomes a little bit cringy sometimes <laughs> right. but it's it it's the way people say things you know there are certain things that sound weird to me in portuguese i don't know uh but but then i also found like i really had fun and i still have fun filming in portuguese and i wanted both things the thing with youtube is that you can't have both things on the same channel um it's really hard to keep up with both languages because i noticed my English uploads were not doing well and with them not doing well, YouTube brings down the whole channel because they won't recommend your videos anymore. And I kind of had to make a decision like, do I want to keep this channel fully Portuguese or do I want to try and make it work with English? Yeah. And for me, it was kind of a hard decision, but... I decided that would be best if I just created a different a different channel so I could focus my my full energy on that and um be able to do both languages but not affecting my channel my current channel. Um and then yeah, I also had some people saying like, "Oh, I miss your English uploads." And I already had this English community um from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That was they weren't disappointed, but I felt like they were a little bit sad yeah. for and I think, not having English content anymore. Yeah, I think that's natural though. Like imagine, okay, so imagine you're an English viewer. You've watched Maya from the start. You're an OG. And then you get to this point where, okay, pops up on the phone. They've got notifications on. Maya just uploaded and then it says Portuguese in the title. And and you know, okay, I can't, I can't understand Portuguese. So yeah. it's like... It's like, it must be a sad thing for them. I actually, it's funny because I personally sometimes watch, I, I actually go my way to watch ASMR in different languages because I like inaudible mm -hmm. whispers. So if I watch someone in a different language, it's kind of like, it's kind of like inaudible whispers because I don't know what they're saying. I watch a lot of Russian ASMR actually, because for that reason, I don't mm -hmm. understand a word of Russian, but I think it's nice to listen to. <laughs> a lot of people actually do that. And I also have... Like a, a lot of people from the beginning, they were following my channel before it became Portuguese. And a lot of them were like, I still watch your videos because they're pretty relaxing and yeah. it's kind of inaudible whisper for me. Um, yeah. But they were also like a little bit sad because it's, they didn't have much content it's tough, yeah. that they could understand, you know. 
I think you've um, made, I think you've made the right decision though, and it's still and you and ultimately like you don't have to have that second channel. You didn't need to make it, but I think mm-hmm. I think that shows how much you care about your other viewers. The fact that you've done it, and you might not upload on there a lot, but I think it's it says a lot about who you are and how much you care about your audience. So I think I think well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely had people that were kind of asking sometimes, and I was like. I kind of felt bad because I really wanted to have content for them as well. And um, on Twitch, I stream mostly in English. Um, yeah. And I felt like people were asking, oh, do you have a YouTube channel? I was like, yeah, but it's in Portuguese. And they were like, oh, well, I don't speak Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt like it was a good decision. Of course, it's sometimes hard to keep up with uploads on everything and streaming and, you know, do everything. But... I feel like it was a really good decision and um, I feel like now I have a little bit of everything for everyone in my community and yeah, I'm really glad about that because they were already supporting me with the English videos even though they didn't understand them. So now I can kind of give back to them and finally create that content that they can actually understand. Yeah, no, I think, like I said, I think that's really nice that you've done that Um, and it shows how caring you are. Um, you know, we've mentioned all of these things, all these amazing YouTube feats, but actually we haven't touched on, um, the Twitch side of things, which is a whole new world that you've got going on over there. So when did you, you know, when did you start streaming and do you see that as, as a priority now? Because you stream more than you upload, right? And I, I get it. Like it's, you know, it's easy just to turn the stream on. <clears throat> compared to theorizing a video, filming it, editing it, and then uploading it, right? There is more to doing a YouTube video. Um, but yeah, do you, when did you start streaming? Um, I, I guess why as well. And then, um, yeah, do you, do you have, do you, like, do you prioritize Twitch more of, more of a YouTube? Um, I do. Uh, I feel like I try to give the same attention kind of, but... At a certain point, I kind of started to, it's not that I feel more comfortable with Twitch, but I really felt like it was my thing. And I started loving it so much that I I was putting my attention mostly on it rather than on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I was still, of course, keeping up with the uploads and everything. But Twitch is a completely different world. Um, I feel like the the reason why I connected so much is... Twitch is a community and you can definitely connect with people. Um, on YouTube, you don't do that much. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. You, you have YouTube comments, but it's like you don't really keep conversations or anything. Yeah, so, you can't. Yeah, I, just, I know what you're trying yeah, to say. You, yeah, you can't make connections. So I, I feel like Twitch gave me that part that I was missing, which is connecting with people and actually talk to them and actually be able to make their days better because they go there they talk to me and I can kind of help them sometimes or mm-hmm. even just be some sort of company and I first started streaming last year uh, in the beginning of the year I was trying to stream but I was I had a full-time job where I was doing 12 hours per day so there wasn't tough. much time yeah. Yeah, it was like a three-day, I would work three days and be three days off. Right, okay, yeah. And 
and the silly me accepted a part-time job as well. So I was doing, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I still don't know what I, bye, why bye, I did bye, that. Bye-bye three time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like working a full-time, working part-time, and then I was still doing uploads on YouTube. Yeah. And I wanted to start streaming and I was like, I don't really have time for it's that. Not, but it's not sustainable now. Yeah. I was just like, mm, I really want to go for it. Uh, yeah. And then the pandemic happened. And perfect timing. In a way, yeah, I, I really can't say that it wasn't good for me because it was perfect. I, I was in furlough for uh, a lot of months. So I was able to keep my income that I had, like 80%, at least in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was being paid to stay at home, kind of. Nice, and that gave me the opportunity to just jump into streaming. You still so have the time, that's what yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm, I dedicated my time. I was streaming, um, like when I started, I was streaming five times per week. And I was streaming a lot of hours because I, I really wanted to um, build a community and start doing that. And with YouTube, I started and I didn't have expectations like you asked. But with Twitch, with when YouTube. I started, yeah. I, I have, like, I remember having this expectation of, like, I want to make this full-time. Um, so that was the main goal when I started. Mm-hmm. And I was streaming a lot. Um, right now, I stream a lot less, but mostly because I had some... I was really close to burnout because I was doing too much and um, I wasn't giving myself time to... Uh, just chill, Just rest I guess. and recover, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I'm taking it slow and it's doing pretty well. I, I can see it was crazy because I was so scared. I took uh, around three weeks away from streaming and I was scared that I was going to lose everything. I, um, was, that, was that quite recently? Because that... I remember you posted mm-hmm. and then like, yeah. and then after the stream, you're like, oh no, everyone was super nice. And I was like, I, was like, I, I knew when you first posted, like, she's going to be fine. Like, I was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Definitely. I was so scared. I was, it was super hard for me to take that break. I had like my best friends and my boyfriend, they were kind of like telling me you need this break. Um, and I was like, maybe I do. But yeah. I wasn't sure because I had this massive fear of just being forgotten, I yeah. guess. Because you, you've got like a momentum that you build up, right? Yeah. Um, so on those three weeks, I was kind of working with my mental health. Uh, I even did therapy for a while and it was kind of rough. But at the same time, I feel like it was definitely the right decision because yeah. I really need it. And yeah. when I came back, I remembered like the, the day before... Or one of the days before I went on my break, I was crying a lot on stream. Like I had this super bad, it was um, super wholesome because everyone was like giving so many words of like kindness and love. But I was just crying so much because, well, I mean, I cry a lot in general. I do as well. I was just, (laughs) I was just so scared that everyone was going to just move on Mm -hmm. and not be there for me when I came back. And I really wanted to keep that community because they are so, so kind. And I, I, I I love them so much, Yeah, but it's like, I think the closing, what you just said though, it's community, you know, you've created this community and obviously a community is, you know, is a tight knit group of people. And I think Mm -hmm. you should have looked at that and thought, well, no, you know, they're going to be there for me because we are this, 
we are this community yeah. you know what i mean um i think that's i think that's really special um and, yeah, and then since right. then i think i think i'm right in saying that your like your numbers have went just up and up right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. i was gonna say like i was super i was super surprised because i was thinking like okay i'm gonna take a break i know that the numbers will go down so i was kind of putting that in my mind and i was like it's okay the numbers will go down it's normal because you were away mm-hmm. and i kept saying this to myself and then i came back and things were blowing up and i was like that's not what i expected like why is this doing so well like i i was away for three weeks and now even more people are coming and i was like it's insane i, I wasn't expecting so much support yeah. you know and yeah i remember i was being i don't know i was crying but from happiness Happy so tears, it was yeah. a different different thing you're like you know um, these people have just stuck by me and they're still there for me it must have been a nice mm-hmm. nice feeling yeah i and we have like this uh on discord we have the community there as well mm-hmm. with the server and everyone was checking up on me every now and then yeah during my break and i don't know i i feel like right now i feel like it's some sort of it's it became a family really um we call each other we are the bread family that's what we call our <laughs> our super <clubs>. sweet. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's definitely a second family. It's the the family that I was able to create. So mm. I feel like uh, all these people have we share kind of the same values and and um, some sort of the same character in a way. Yeah. Um, and the ASMR itself brought us all to, brought us all together and. It's just amazing that we can all Special. support each other so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think everything you've talked about there about Twitch and community is it really resonates with me. Um, you know, I started. I, you know, I've only just started streaming, but I started my YouTube channel to create that community, to create that family. And like you said, it's mm-hmm. hard. It is hard to to create that on YouTube. But I mean, I try my best to do it. Um, you know, I, I reply to every comment. I'm not the biggest channel, so that's quite easy for me to do. Um, sometimes it does still get overwhelming just replying to everybody, but you know, um, and I've never asked anyone on my channel for, for money. And I know people do, and that's absolutely fine. Like, you know, if you want to do that, like, you know, go ahead. But like, I've never, I've never done any, I've never dropped like my PayPal or, you know, all these other things that you can kind of say, you know, do you want to help me? It's, it's not been about that. Um, I think I'm in a, a lucky position anyway that my job's well paid but um it, it for me it, it's just being about being there for people and i think my my personality in general is someone that just likes to help people and likes to be there sometimes sometimes maybe at the expense of my own mental health probably you can l- relate to that as well because obviously you took the break um yeah but i you know i only streamed i've only streamed once on twitch at the time of filming this <laughs> and it was it was so it was so different um, but like really good as well, you know, that interaction that you get with the chat and it's like, like you said, you can continue this conversation and it's not like a YouTube comment, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, um, I like, I feel like I could get addicted <laughs> to that type of thing. So, um, well, first of all, let me just say that your stream went really well. Like, <laughs> I mean, you did super well for first stream. I was really surprised with everything. I already told you, but like quality and everything sounded like amazing. Thank you. Um, but definitely on on YouTube, you can create a community even by replying to comments. Mm-hmm. 
but the thing is like you cannot keep up those connections kind of or make them stronger yeah i feel and on twitch i mean you probably saw that already that you can at least sit there for a few hours and be with those people and it's almost like you're actually together because you're talking in real time mm -hmm. so you can have proper conversations and with time i feel like you will discover that a lot more but you can start knowing more about their days and and you know you kind of help each other dealing with a lot of stuff yeah. and that's the beauty of it i think um you're able to really connect with people and really make a difference to to help them yeah no absolutely and and like there was one girl in my in my stream and she's been there like since the start of my channel and i thought like i thought i was already you know close to her but then even in that first stream it was just it was just insane to see like you know how how closer we could get and and form yeah. more of a connection like you were saying so it, it's really nice and i'm just i'm just looking forward to to just streaming more and i'm i don't have you know i don't have big expectations for it but you know i'm i am very like meticulous in in what i put out like i'm, I'm mm -hmm. definitely a perfectionist i don't have ocd because i know i know how serious that can be so i would never say i have ocd yeah. but i have definitely like a perfectionism about me um so i'm always going to try and be my best and do my best and i watch a lot of streamers in general so i feel like i know kind of how to in like how to interact and how like to stream mm -hmm. um so i'm just going to try my best and and mm -hmm. just see where it goes but um, i feel like we can actually see that already um at least i remember when i first saw I think I discovered you through Instagram, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought you were like a, this huge content creator um, because everything looked so perfectly done. I was like, wow. So looks everything looks so aesthetically pleasing. I was like, this is like top notch. So I have to, I have to check. Yep. And then I, I started checking and you, I saw that your channel was like slightly smaller. And I was like, small. oh, it's just, it's just starting. And it was just insane, like the quality and the things you deliver always have those standards, you know, um, yeah. and you, you see that even on your stream. That's why I, I, I said all those things, because it is amazing to see that on your first stream, you have so many things already worked out. And a lot of people, when they're starting, they're just like kind of lost and even dealing with the chat is kind of hard and was, i feel like you handled it pretty well and yeah. you were like so comfortable with it so you're definitely doing well <laughs> on that on that point it was hard i mean it's hard when you're playing a game and I, I know i yeah i know that's you, really like, hard you're doing asmr triggers but like oh man and i'm playing like a um a harder version of the game as well so like oh, if my yeah. pokemon faints it basically i can't use it again whereas normally if you weren't doing what i'm doing you just revive it and it's fine mm -hmm. but it was that was like super hard thankfully no one no no one died <laughs> um yeah but thank you thank you for that it, it you know it does it does mean a lot um coming from someone like you who is you know so established so hard working and everything that you've achieved it does really mean a lot so thank you and i, I like that you notice because I think you relate to yourself, like, you know, all these things that I put in place. And I think some people can mm -hmm. kind of take that the wrong way sometimes. And it kind of, they like look at me 
realize I'm a small channel and then like, why is he doing this? Does he think he's like, because you, you could look at that and think, well, okay, he, yeah. maybe, he maybe thinks he's better than what he is. And it's it's not that at all. It's just, that's how I have to function. And yeah. I can't get away from that. Otherwise it'll trigger me. It'll give me anxiety and stuff like that. You know, it, ha- it just has to be, you know, well, near, yeah, near on perfect. Yeah. So. Thing uh, is, like, if you know how to do it, then why not? You know, yeah. if you if you can do it properly from the beginning, that's that's huge. I mean, you should definitely use everything you you have, like all your skills and all your qualities. You should definitely put them to work when when you come across these kind of things, like streaming and and doing videos. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like no one should feel that way, kind of, um, like thinking, oh. He thinks he's really good. I mean, if you have those skills, then that's amazing. I mean, most of us, like most people are just watching a lot of tutorials and trying to um, start somewhere and they take a long time to kind of grind and get some things sorted, you know, especially with streaming. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to create such a good stream from the beginning, I feel like that's, that's only good. That's only a good thing. That's so you really you were meant to come on here for me to to me to give you compliments, <laughs> not the way around. Well, <laughs> we we do it both ways. That's fine. That's fine. I'll have to send the compliment police round to to sort you out. <laughs> um, and you really did test me though, because I you I know you were offline at the time, but you hosted me, and I had the ho- <laughs> I had the host alert there ready to go, and I was like, okay, okay, like I didn't <laughs> expect to hear that today. <laughs> but like i did set up all i did set all that up and i didn't realize that you know you can't until you're like affiliated you don't have so certain features but all that is in mm-hmm. place anyway so that just shows yeah. you um, that's really good but yeah um wow okay we are deep into this guys <laughs> if you're still following thank you so much um okay i just wanted to know very quickly talk to me about who maya is outside of asmr outside of youtube outside of twitch what is what is she doing in terms of you know i know you're not working anymore you're not studying anymore but maybe like hobbies you know what do you like to do well first of all in terms of who i am i feel like um people i'm I'm quite real in my videos and especially on my streams you can definitely see my my personality a lot more uh, but the thing is, like, I'm this, like, huge bubble of energy, usually. So on my videos, I usually have to turn it down a notch because it is too much energy for ASMR and I need to be calm. Yeah. Um, but in, in real life, I'm, I'm always, like, super all over the place and I talk a lot, like, a lot. Um, <laughs> but I feel like most of my personality comes through on on twitch especially and people can actually know me um but then yeah on out like outside streaming outside of, of everything um i have a little bit more like a lot more things going on and um the thing with the obvious is kind of hard for me because um that's something i have struggled for a while because I couldn't find hobbies that I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled for a while uh, with finding something that I was passionate about that wasn't making videos, because for a really long time, making videos was just an hobby because I had my main job. Yeah. And when it became 
my source of income, um, I have to keep in mind that it's my job now. Um, and so my job, it can be an hobby as well, but at the same time, it can't because I, I need to separate myself from that or yeah. else I will get tired and yeah. um, I'll burn out. And I feel like that's when I struggle the most because my hobby started being my full-time job and I found myself without anything to relax to. Um, and that's also why I took my break because I, I wasn't taking time for myself. Um, I started doing a bunch of things recently. I started to learn how to play ukulele and wow. I started to <laughs> paint again because I love painting. That's nice. Um, you need to share some paintings that you've done. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually do some painting streams sometimes. Okay. And um, I do like giveaways where I can just gift them to the community. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a nice way to give them like something back. Is I posted it... quite a few already. And it's really nice when they receive them because I, I also send like some uh, postcards and stuff with some <laughs> messages. And it's just so lovely to be able to so connect sweet. to them like in that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and give back as well to the community for, for like all the support. And yeah, those are mostly the hobbies that I've been doing right now. And then just chill and like watching Netflix and stuff and playing with my cats. Do you watch anime? I love my cats. No, I don't. You I do watched watch? one recently. Okay, what, because did you, my, what did you watch? Um, Golden Time. Okay, I've never sure seen that. No. Yeah, it was like my, my best friend uh, is really into it. And then he, he said like, oh, you really need to watch this one. So we kind of like watched it together. Because if I watch it alone, I just, I give up. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. And there's a few more that kind of like, I kind of look into them, but, but then I don't know, I just don't start them. Um, I guess I'm not into it as much. But... They're a commitment, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot. No, it's not, not yet for me, but maybe one maybe. day. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a nice insight. Because sometimes, you know, we just see these creators and we don't get to know, you know who they are like outside yeah. which is one of the reasons why i just wanted to do this podcast in the first place because it's you know creators can film their own q a video but it's a bit one-dimensional i think mm -hmm. you know having a more more of a conversation where you know i can facilitate things it just breaks down more of the barriers um but yeah, yeah. so the final final segment is gonna be a quick segment is the future obviously um, I normally ask about things like future projects, things like maybe, oh, are, are you thinking about Patreon? Do you have any collabs coming up? What about vlogs? What about Twitch? Um, but obviously, you know, you're already doing um, a lot of that. So, uh, you know, is there any future projects coming up that you are working on, though, that you can talk about without giving spoilers away or anything like that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I have a few things that I'm kind of working on. I'm really slow when it comes to working on new stuff. And um, I usually keep things to myself because I don't really like the pressure of people knowing about it. Yeah. Because it, it kind of brings that pressure of putting things out there faster. And I'm, I've been trying to slow down a bit and do things with my own pace. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I am working on a few things, especially it's more related to, okay, this, I can, I can say this part, but it's more related to audios, uh, because some people ask me for uh, just the audio without the video. Right. Okay. Um, so it has more to do with that. 
and also um oh okay, i think this I will think be I know, news i think i know where you were going with that last thing but yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> this will be new, like a new thing uh, it's kind of like a i can reveal a little bit of it uh i'm working on some sort of like website for myself so i can have everything in, in one, one place. place that's really nice yeah um, a lot of people recommended and already asked me like why don't you have a website i was like well i don't, I don't know <laughs> um so i'm kind of working on that as well and then yeah it's just giving up with streaming and youtube and i also have a patreon page um oh, where do i do some a... okay mm, i wasn't sure i do some extra content and i also offer like on the highest tier i have some uh exclusive videos like uh, personalized videos um so i'm working on that and yeah i think for now i'm trying to take things slow so that's that's all i'm working on that's all that's all she's working on guys that's just not very much <laughs> so much i feel just I, that. I feel bad now for taking so much time out of your day i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so i'm very sorry about that um okay so in terms of uh, more like more ASMR videos rather than streams. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to do that you haven't done in terms of that, or is it just kind of going to be more of the same in terms of like styles or genres that you haven't done yet, or like a certain video? Mm, I feel like on YouTube, especially, it's mostly. I feel like I'm gonna keep going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I've been testing a few things, um, especially on my Portuguese channel. Uh, I really enjoy. I know I have. The majority of people are from Brazil, so I'm I'm trying to do some videos that go towards that community. So I have some videos re that relate directly to Brazil. Okay. And that's mostly like I really want them to know how much I care and how much I appreciate their support because they are like really really supportive throughout all this time. Um. So. I also discovered that I really enjoy making videos, like um, teaching videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with me as a kid enjoying like playing professor. And <laughs> I was always like, I want to I wanna be a teacher when I grow up. Yeah. And then I lost it. <laughs> but, but I still have this. I really like the part, like I love making videos that are at the same time teaching something. And um, I feel like I want to do more of those. Yeah. I did a few about like, uh, it was just me whispering the uh, cities from Brazil or cities from Portugal. Mm -hmm. I did some teaching Port uh, teaching English actually. Um, and I feel like I really enjoy that type of content. So I, I probably will go there a mm. bit more. Yeah, that's And nice. on Twitch, I want to go into the art content a little bit more as well. So painting streams. That'd be so relaxing, I think. I think it's perfect for ASMR as well. Yeah, yeah a lot of people actually enjoyed it. I, I did it like, I always have lo-fi and um, I feel like with the painting, it's it's like a really good environment to just chill. And I usually use like double cameras. So I have a camera on the thing that I'm drawing yeah. and I have one on myself. And yeah, people enjoy just staying there. I can still chat with them and yeah, they can so. just sometimes have it in the background just for company it's nice yeah one thing i did want to ask i just thought about it actually I, I didn't have this written down um because you are portuguese and you do have like a a big brazilian following 
I don't know the name of the film in Portuguese, but have you seen the film City of God? By that name, I'm not sure. You haven't seen actually. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that translates so. to in Portuguese, but um, it's a really popular, uh, port- well, it's a Brazilian film. So it's, mm-hmm. set, it's set in like the favelas in like Rio de Janeiro. And it's about this boy and his brother and like how they, how they grew up in the favelas. Um, but like okay. one's, one's more of like a, a bad boy and he gets, you know, involved with like crime and stuff like that. Um, and then the other one is a bit more, he's a bit more genuine, a bit more innocent and it's about their lives. Um, and it's a really, it's a really life-changing film. I don't know why I watched it because, um, it's not popular in the UK whatsoever, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's this really nice Portuguese film. Uh, so I, I thought you might've watched it, but you haven't, if you haven't, haven't. if you haven't though, have you should definitely watch it. It's really, it's such a beautiful film. Um, it's probably, and it's probably in like my top five. Um, it's, it's sad wow. in parts. Um, but I'll definitely cry. I feel like I feel like you would connect with it a lot. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I have I'm, to watch. It. I'm pretty sure it's hard <laughs> to get hold of in the UK, but you'll be able to find it somewhere online for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I will try. <laughs> I you saw... just have to send me the name again, and I'll oh, yeah, search I will. for it. I will. Um, I just wanted to ask you that. Sorry, um, but the final <laughs> okay. thing was, you know, I normally ask people what's the ultimate goal of the channel. You know, do you want to go full time? Obviously, you know, you're already full time at this point um do you could you see yourself doing this until you know you're at the age where you would you would retire would that be would that be a perfect life for you would you take that if someone said you know you can do asmr content creation you know youtube twitch for the rest of your life and you know you'd be happy you'd be sustainable is that or would or do actually you... really deep question kind yeah. of I, I think about it sometimes and I think I've thought about it recently actually. The it's mostly like a fear of will I be able to maintain this as like my main job for years to come? And I think with this kind of like being a content creator as like full time, there's always this like it's not stable at all. Um <laughs> it's very uncertain you don't know what's coming and you don't know if you're going to be able to do it in like a year or right or so but in my case i kind of decided to just don't stress that much about the future and no, just, just live in the moment. try to focus no. on like the moment and it, it is working for now and i really want to keep doing it at least for like more years i don't i don't know how many but for as long as i can uh youtube i have no idea i i also want to keep going with it and i want to keep growing both channels i feel like now um that i achieved the 100k on that channel i also want to redirect a little bit more energy towards the english one and try to accomplish um the same yeah get that extra silver plaque (laughs) and it's yeah i feel like I still have goals and I still want to keep doing this. Um, yeah. I just don't know if it will be for many, many years to come. Yeah. Or, I, think, I don't know. I, I will just go with the flow for now. Yeah. No, I think what I would say is, um, I mean, even before I filmed this podcast, but definitely through talking to you um, throughout, um, it's very evident that you clearly have a, a good head on your shoulders. Um, you you know, you definitely know what you're doing. You're evidently hardworking. 
um, you know, I think you're passionate about ASMR, you're passionate about your community. I think all them things are just, just blend together to, and they just accumulate to this, to this perfect recipe basically. Um, and you know, I think whatever you're going to be doing, I think you're just going to be successful at it. Um, cause I just see so much, I know you've achieved a lot already, but I can just see so much more potential and I, and I know that you'll continue to do well and continue to succeed. Um, at least I think anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I always like recently someone said something similar, um, towards me and I was like, it's so interesting to see that people from like the outside, um, they look at what I'm doing and they, they go like, oh, you're, you're doing so well, so successful and everything. And I have these moments where I feel like I'm not doing enough and mm -hmm. I feel like I, I'm struggling so much and I'm a huge mess. And, and then, yeah, I need some people to just kind of pull me and, and say, no, you're doing okay. Yeah. It's enough. Uh, and yeah, I, I recently, like, I have a lot of people that actually um, keep me going. Yeah, I know in that, you've got a lot in of that way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it feels really good that the community is also there and, and telling those things because it, it gives a, a, an extra help to, to keep going. It's just, you know, a different perspective because I think we can, we can be our, mm -hmm. our own worst critic at the end of the day, right? And definitely. I think we're just naturally wired to, you know, hold ourselves in such high regard and, and keep, you know, pushing ourselves to do better. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I think they're just natural thought, proce thought processes that you're going through. Um, but honestly, you are doing an amazing job. Um, and like I say, I can only see, I can only see good things. And, and, and in my opinion, anyway, I think the ASMR space in general will just continue to grow. I think mental health... I think mental health in general is becoming just more, um, more accepted, you know, more, mm -hmm. um, more in the spotlight. And I think through that, you know, people will look to, you know, obviously therapy and stuff like that, but also, you know, also to ASMR to get that, you know, ease from their current problems. Um, and, and I can only see it getting bigger. Um, yeah, I agree. So I think, I think it'd be fine. But like I say, I think <laughs> you've got all the tools to, to succeed in, in whatever you want to do in life. Um, and with that, we are going to end the podcast there because I think we could talk for hours. Um, That's true. And I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know for 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure we've had the longest podcast episode so far. So achievement unlocked. I, there. I talk so much. No. I always end up talking so much. No, you know, it is honestly, it's just... Um, I don't, I don't often go double sided with my, with my notes for the podcast, but I have as well for this. So I knew it was going to be a long one. <laughs> and there was so much I wanted to talk to you about, um, because I'm just so fascinated by people's thought processes and, you know, how, how they started and how, how they've adapted to certain things. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think you've, you've been through a lot, you've done a lot. And you've succeeded a lot. So that's why it's took it's taken so much. But thank you uh so much for coming on. And um thank you guys if you're still watching. Hopefully me and Maya didn't talk you to death, but thank you guys for watching as well. But yeah, thank you so much, Maya. And just say thank you to you because I was thinking about this earlier. Like so amazing that you 
actually take your time to to meet other creators and to get like to have some interest in their lives and give us that space to kind of show a little bit more about ourselves because sometimes we don't have that space mm -hmm. even though we have channels um i always feel like people don't really want to hear me talking about myself for that long and i feel like podcasts like this kind of bring the other side of the the community exactly. and it's really really nice of you to take that time to actually prepare those questions and go through the life of the creator and and show people that side so thank you for for making the podcast and for for yeah. having me and all the others <laughs> i'm cheesing now <laughs> that, that was, <laughs> that's such a nice thing to say um and i i really you know i agree with everything that you said um I, you know i just lo i just love talking to people in general but um you know, I, I, I like getting to know them and, and being that guy that puts that content out there. Um, I want to be the bridge, you know, that connects um, people from one side of the ASMR space to the other. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to that point, um, but we'll see. But I'm just having fun filming these. Um, and I hope you people, lovely people that are watching are having fun as well. So uh, if you did make it this far and you weren't familiar with Amaya before today, then please check out the video description and the pinned comment because it'll have the links to all her channel pages, including her YouTube and Twitch, as well as her social media pages as well. So you can stay up to date with her. And trust me, you definitely want to subscribe and you definitely want to go and follow her on Twitch because you'll be in for a good time. Um, <laughs> and if you did enjoy this podcast, and you want to see more with other creators, I do upload this every single week, every single Wednesday at the same times. Um, this is the 11th episode, so there's plenty of episodes to go and watch. Um, but I also do normal ASMR videos, so it'd be awesome if you could like the video, comment down below what you thought. Um, if you have any constructive criticism for me that's also cool if you have any questions for maya please leave them down below i can't guarantee that she'll answer but you never okay. know um and yeah subscribe if you're not subscribed and click that bell icon and select all to get notification every time a new podcast episode goes live and every time a new asmr video goes live so you don't miss out but with that said this has been the wiretap whisper podcast maya has been an angel and we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>